Food, water, shelter, and nesting are all vital to attracting birds to your backyard. Multiple food sources are also helpful. Shop a wide variety of feeders, waterers, and bird food at Blaine's Farm and Fleet to keep your feathered friends happy and healthy all year long. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. A lot of farmers very anxious about this frost freeze overnight situation that we're facing for the next night or two. How are you, everybody? I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. So glad you're along with us. Uh, yeah, we're waking up again this morning with temperatures that got very close to freezing overnight. That's a big concern for Wisconsin farmers that are involved in fruit production, hay production, and even our cranberries. So a developing story that we're keeping an eye on for you for sure. Today we'll look for daytime highs under sunny skies right around 58 degrees. Tomorrow we'll warm up to 64. Thursday 67 are expected high. About the time of Hurricane Katrina down in Louisiana, FEMA, the Federal Emergency Management Agency, really came into the forefront as far as public awareness is concerned. Bob Osel here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and with all the weather disasters and situations we've had in this country since, FEMA has been a very important agency. And while, Pam, we think about the hurricanes and the floods down south, but it's had an effect in Wisconsin too, hasn't it? Oh, yeah, Bob. Fabulous Farm Bay, Pam Yankee, southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And, you know, really, if you slow down and think about it, uh, FEMA has been in Wisconsin for a lot of different reasons. I've talked with uh, Roy Mayers. He is with Project Recovery in Wisconsin right now, but he also was involved with Project Recovery back in 2008 when we had all that horrendous flooding that impacted an awful lot of the state of Wisconsin. They were there. Project Recovery was there. Now, last year, they started Project Recovery in its new phase, dealing with helping people in rural communities and farmers with connecting them to resources. And, you know, Roy makes a very good point. Mental health is like blood pressure. You don't know there's a problem until there's a problem. Well, Project Recovery is available across the state of Wisconsin to anybody that needs help. I talked with Roy Mayers about it and asked him, what's different about the pandemic versus a flood, a tornado, a fire? It is a disaster. The the phases of a disaster are still the you know, relatively the same. This time around, it's been much more difficult because there is no realistic end date in mind. So as a disaster comes through with like a flood or a hurricane or a tornado, whatever that is, generally it is a finite time. The disaster ends and we start to build in recovery. With this pandemic, it's completely new for something like what we do. It is a slow process to find ways to grow beyond that. So the calls that we get in specifically are we help people with immediate needs. We're connected to all both the state, local, and private agencies that help people find their immediate needs. So if they need food, if they need housing help, if they need help filling out their, you know, with the farms filling out some of their paperwork for uh, payroll protection, we help them with all those immediate needs with the end goal being to talk about how they're feeling about what's going on and how they're dealing and coping with the stress. So the calls have been very immediate needs, how to help, you know, get their, 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 their bills paid or feed their families. 
but dealing with the stress of this ongoing pandemic, that's where we work with our with our individual consumers is to help them find where they're at emotionally and then to help them find the very next step on their path to recovery. Tell me a little bit about those conversations. And I've got to believe this kind of takes a, a, a toll on your staff, staff as well, having these conversations. Absolutely. So the conversations that we have are sometimes just as, as easy or as light as you could hope. You know, I can't find a place to get vaccinated. Boom. We've got all these materials that we've put together over the year. We update them every day to make sure that we can help people connect to those immediate needs, how they can get vaccinated, how they can find that additional assistance to get on the list. But in retrospect, there are some conversations that are quite deep emotionally. Um, Client that I was personally working with lost both her husbands and her two eldest sons that were working on the farm. Um, They all three died due to complications with COVID. She is beyond emotionally distraught. She doesn't know what to do. And I've been working with her twice a week to help her find those strategies that are comfortable for her and what she feels like her recovery needs to be and we tailor fit whatever our conversation is to that particular consumer because everybody's version of recovery is different. So that's the biggest thing is, is we're, we're private, we're, we're anonymous, we don't share the information or details uh, about what's going on with the, you know, the, the government or with FEMA or SAMHSA or anything like that. We don't actually even share those details among team members uh, we do try to keep it very generic if we need help with, from each other. So it does take a huge emotional toll on our individual team. Um, we build in a daily time where we pay our employees still to take out a half hour if they need, or an hour technically if they need, to focus on themselves, to get themselves in a good mindset, to not let the burdens of everybody add to their own burdens because we're all part of this 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 uh pandemic we all have the same you know stressors where our kids are going to be going to school do we have to shop at two o'clock in the morning to avoid other people things like that we all have to deal with those personally but we make sure that everybody that works for project recovery is put in a position to where they can find themselves um, to be emotionally well enough to help others. We have weekly team meetings where we talk about how we're dealing with stress. Um, it's a part of every conversation that we have with the people that work with Project Recovery because I know it's a horrible adage, but you really can't pour from an empty cup. You know, there's nothing there. So we make sure we build that in, build in a great team spirit. Um, and then we do big monthly trainings and things like that with SAMHSA and FEMA that uh, help us find other ways for us to cope dealing with everybody's problems along with our own. Roy, let me ask you how you and your team have found Wisconsin's rural infrastructure of support, Uh, doctors, mental health counselors, uh, those resources that you want to compile, you want to advise people to use. Now that we are this far into the pandemic, what have you noticed about Wisconsin's rural infrastructure? Truthfully, in in my perspective, there is so much more that we could do that we're just missing the step on. Um, It's not that we don't have the will or the desire to to build that infrastructure in there. Um, It's just harder because those folks out there, 
they, they need the support. So in my, again, I have to say from my perspective, we could be doing better. But here's the great thing. The help and the people that are already out there that are pushing forward with programs like Farmwell in Southwest Wisconsin, they're, they're out there, they're passionate, they're driven, the desire to help those that are feeding our lives is immense. So let's talk about how the conversations have slightly pivoted going into spring of 2021. You mentioned already, as we would expect, call volume down a little bit. But for those folks that are still calling, you said the the mental health situation can be kind of critical at this stage. Absolutely. So whereas in a normal disaster, if a tornado comes through, there is a certain amount of time after the tornado comes through where people at are critical steps, where, where you really want to be there and have support structures uh, because you know, depression and, and anxiety can become overwhelming. With this pandemic, this has been long outstretched. Right now, what we're finding is I'm getting a lot of calls from farmer significant others um, where they're now having a lot more time alone by themselves and their minds begin to race on what's going on and how things are happening and is this change going to be good for them and their families? So it's just a slight perspective change. Um, farmers that are out in the tractors and, and out in the fields right now they're extremely focused. You know, it's if you've got 16 hours today that you can work, they're going to work 16 and a half. So reaching the individual person on the tractor, the way I, I describe it, reaching the person on the tractor is a little more, dis, it's a little more difficult. But reaching their immediate support structure is really where we're focused at right now. The best thing about our program is, is we get the best contacts from the people that are in need not from the people that call us usually. The people that call us usually are out there looking for help. But the, the, the second step in this is we're, we're looking for the people that are not looking for help. So calling people that are references. So if I got a call from a farmer down the road and he says, you know, I'm looking for a place to get vaccinated, I give him the information. My, my last question before they get off the phone with me is, do you know anybody else right now? that may need a conversation, that they may want to share what's going on in their life, may want to just tell me about the farming that they're doing. So the best part about that is, is that contact that that person is going to give me is somebody who may be in an emotional crisis that nobody else knows about, and I can have that conversation and may be able to intervene and get them uh, critical care help that they need or just be that emotional leaning post that they can talk about what's going on right now for them. What worries you the most right now, Roy, when you talk with these folks? You mentioned that you've got some folks you've uh, been routinely trying to help. But when it comes to that tone, what what kind of worries you right now? The majority of the state doesn't have widespread. Um, we have, you know, the Farmers Union and things like that that have their, their 800 number that uh, – that people can call if they're feeling uh, maybe suicidal or severely depressed. Um, there are services out there statewide that will help, you know, free to help people in, the, in those crisis situations. The unique thing about Project Recovery is I spend the majority of my days actively seeking these people out. I 
call people, I reach out to people, I go to their door. The outreach portion of what Project Recovery does is invaluable because we're out seeking people and specifically in the farming community that are so strong and so resilient and so used to just doing everything on their own, they're rarely going to be able to feel comfortable reaching out. Roy Mears, he's one of the counselors involved with Project Recovery here in the state of Wisconsin. Like he pointed out, they try to help people with everything they need, from food and shelter right on through to guidance for farmers and folks in rural communities on how to get started with their COVID-19 vaccine procedure. You can find out more and connect with them, projectrecoverywi.org, or call them toll-free, 833-FARM. Help. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. You'll need what's under the hood to make noise, or you'll miss the real noise. Hammered one deep in the Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton carries long-lasting car and truck batteries for power-hungry fans of the game. After all, you'd rather listen to a brewer than a bummer. Your soundtrack of summer relies on Interstate All Battery Center in Middleton. Interstate batteries. Outrageously dependable. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor to a life of courage and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. Is your biggest fear of having dermal filler in the face looking overdone? You are not alone. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Dermal filler treatments at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie restore fullness and fill in wrinkles in areas of the face, such as the cheeks, under eyes, lips, and around the mouth. It's very difficult to look overdone with non surgical dermal fillers due to the amount that's typically injected. Did you know that one syringe of filler equals one fifth of a teaspoon? One fast food ketchup packet is equivalent to eight syringes. As long as your treatment is performed by a skilled medical professional, you should have the natural looking results you desire. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. You bet she thinks your tractor's sexy. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Lots of tractors that have been out on highways and roadways and back roads uh, for the past seven days or so. We're going to give you the latest planting progress update coming up uh, after the bottom of the hour. Right now, time to talk about weather. Stumach Ag Meteorologist along with us. And boy, I'll tell you, a lot of nervous Nellies out there this morning that are concerned about this frost-freeze situation. All the way from our cranberry growers up uh, in that Mauston area, right on down to the Illinois line where they got a quick jump on spring planting. Now their corn and beans may be out of the ground and and uh, at risk. It's a possibility, absolutely, Pam. I mean, we have that frost advisory for just about everybody 
except Boston has to be a little special. Uh, there's that freeze warning. All of this till 8 a.m. this morning. The freeze warning, not just Boston. In fact, let's just start in the West. Trempolo, Jackson, Monroe, Juneau, Adams, and Washera County, and areas north, up toward Wapaka, up toward Eau Claire, up toward Wausau, all under that freeze warning this morning. And those temperatures are on the cool side. A lot of lower 30s around. Well, the cross a little warmer in the mid-30s, doing a bit better in that area, and an upper 20 up toward the far northern edge of Wisconsin. Not quite crop-growing areas or a place where they're, they have corn out of the ground. I guess that's good news. But it is a cool start, and there is high pressure edging in. High pressure is very slowly going to move from the Dakotas through Minnesota and into Wisconsin. That's why we'll have another one of those, uh, I'd expect, frosty starts, or at least maybe a frost advisory for many areas for tomorrow morning as well. But beyond that point, that high starts to move overhead or even a bit further east, and the south winds start to fire up, nothing too drastic. But they do bring some mild air in, and with the power of the sun at this time of the year, those daytime highs will rise as well. So warming slowly and surely today, tomorrow, Thursday, and Friday, back up to normal or even above by the end of the week. But low pressure is expected to move up toward Iowa, stay off to our south. And as we head into the weekend, hit or miss, very scattered rain shower chances will pop up. Well, I don't think it's going to be a washout at all toward the weekend, but the occasional hit of little light rain could have come our way. I'll have forecast details right after this. Farmers understand the power and the value of the sun. They understand return on investment. Cameron Olson, owner of Olson Solar Energy. This is an opportunity to get rid of that energy bill. Farmers understand taking expenses away. They, they just get it. It's the difference between renting and owning. You are renting your energy currently, okay? Own your energy. It's a no-brainer. You are going to have that energy bill. You're going to. It's a known expense that every farm has. Put a solar field in, put a solar system in, and now make your own energy. It's a business decision, just another opportunity for them to look for that power and that value. You should reach out to us, and we will come out to look at your farm for a very specialized, specific quote for you. Even powering your whole farm, you can harvest enough sunlight to have a $0 energy bill. Go to OlsonSolarEnergy.com to start saving. Go green, save green with Olson Solar Energy. All righty, Stu, let's talk about not just today, but uh, I got a bad feeling that we're still going to be looking at a frost freeze possibility tonight into tomorrow. Oh, absolutely. I, I wouldn't be surprised, or I guess I should say I expect it. A little frosty start today, of course, that frost advisory for most, the freeze warning at Mauston and areas north. And otherwise, today's sunshine will break out. Upper 50s, there may be a 60 at Lacrosse, and the north winds are going to be only about 5 to 10. Overnight, skies clear out, some frost, late night, early morning Wednesday, of course. You know, the overnight low in the lower 30s with north winds at 5. And I'd expect a frosty start tomorrow. Cover up those young plants or bring them in. Sunny skies, though, as we head through Wednesday and up into the lower 60s, maybe even a mid-60 at Lacrosse with the north winds at 5. And by Thursday, I think we're done talking about the frostiness. Mostly sunny, mid, even upper 60s in the west. Winds become southwest on Thursday about 5. Upper 60s Friday with sun, Pam. The end of the week sounds absolutely great. All right. That, that we can take, so long as there's light at the end of the proverbial tunnel. But, boy, it's going to be busy. I, I mean, I think cranberry growers normally pump water on their vines to protect it, you know, now. So there's right. there's still probably going to be some busy, busy folks out there 
in the next 48 hours. Oh, absolutely. I think once we get Wednesday underway, though, we're probably going to be in the clear again. So all right, hang well, in there. We'll talk to you about it tomorrow then. Sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Bye now. Stumach Greg, meteorologist, joining us live this morning with, like you said, those uh, crispy weather details. Uh, don't forget, let us know what's happening in your backyard. Our Midwest Farm Report talk text line, 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. In the Army National Guard, family means everything. Our parents, they were really supportive that all five of us would join. I got my education because of the Guard. I got to travel a little bit and experience a whole different culture. It helped me get my job, helped me pay for my house. Serving part-time in the Army National Guard instills pride that you and your family will share. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Army National Guard. Aired by the Wisconsin Broadcasters Association and this station. Mm, need to get some rest. This is the worst headache ever. Mm, right arm's all tingly all of a sudden. Must have slept on it last night. I keep losing my balance. These old bones need some exercise. Granddaddy, what you just said doesn't even make sense. It sounds like gibberish. Sounds like these could be more than what they seem. They could be a sign of stroke. Sudden weakness or numbness of the face, arm, or leg. Sudden trouble with vision in one or both eyes. Sudden trouble walking or difficulty with balance. Or a sudden intense headache that comes out of nowhere. If you or someone you know has any of these symptoms, don't wait. Call 911 immediately. You could make a difference in someone's life, someone you love, maybe even your own. Time lost is brain lost. Find out more at PowerToEndStroke.org. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Stroke Association, and the Ad Council. You already know that worms approve of our shredded topsoil. But did you know that seeds also love our special blend of garden mix? It's packed with nutrients that plants need to grow to their full potential. Visit KalaniTopsoil.com for delivery. Or you can simply pick it up at our awesome processing plant. Then watch that garden grow with tons of fresh vegetables or beautiful plants and flowers. Take it from a worm. Trust the guys who know good dirt. Kalani Topsoil. Now that's good dirt. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. What have we here? Crackers. At least I think they are. They're in a cellophane wrapper. There are two of them. Crackers always travel in pairs. They snap like crackers. Crumble like them, too. Nine out of ten cracker eaters would give them a positive ID. But these aren't crackers. They're dinner. Jim Krevix for five days straight. There are people like Jim all across Madison. And because the need is there, so are we. This year, 
will supply people like Jim over $950,000 in food through Dane County's busiest food pantry, just one part of the more than $1.4 million in clothing, shelter, furniture, and other goods and services we provide. We're St. Vincent de Paul, helping our neighbors in need. How is it that we can have smokers' lines without ever smoking? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Smokers or lip lines can occur not only because of smoking, but other factors, such as talking, drinking from a straw, genetics, and age related fat loss. The most simple and effective treatment for this problem is a combination of dermal fillers such as Juvederm, which can smooth and fill those fine lines as well as hydrate the lips. Also, a neuromodulator such as Botox can be used in small amounts to relax those pursing muscles. At Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie, this treatment results in a natural, more youthful appearance of the mouth and often lasts a year or longer. Let your natural beauty shine through. Visit us at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. This is the story of Daniel, who was born two months early. His lungs weren't ready. His heart wasn't ready. His parents could only hope that one day he would leave the hospital healthy, and they would all live happily ever after. Daniel's is just one of the more than 500,000 stories of babies born prematurely last year. You can help the March of Dimes stop premature birth and bring more babies home healthy. Learn how at marchofdimes.com. Working together for stronger, healthier babies. Adam Thielen, tis, 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 tisk. Tis, tis, tisk. Why are we booing Adam Thielen, the boo. Vikings wide receiver? Boo. 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 I think he was saying boo earns. One guy's always saying boo earns in the crowd. Adam always. Thielen. Adam Thielen over the weekend. Tisk, 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 tisk. He was on, um, let's see here, it was a podcast. He appeared on the Golf.com Subpar Podcast, and the conversation of Lambeau Field and Green Bay was brought up. Adam Thieland. Yes, Roddy? I just think it's hilarious that this is a golfing podcast. As do I. Um, so Adam Thieland has uh, popped up here. What the hell? I just had the video. Oh, here it is. Adam Thieland had this to say about Lambeau Field and Green Bay. Take a listen. There's nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Like, so, what's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah, it's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not. There's nothing fashion, fancy about it. Like, there's it's bleacher seats. Oh, so that's what Adam Thielen had to say about Lambeau Field, and he you says it's a dump. Basically, so you, so you don't get an individual seat to roll down. I mean, what I'm, does he care? Yeah, you're not sitting in the bleachers. Okay, so name name a stadium that has a better away locker room than the home locker room. Name a stadium that's more historic and special and means something to the community more than Lambeau Field. Something that's not a corporate sellout. Something that's not dropped in the middle of suburbia Soldier next Field to supper to the clubs. Community. <laughs> yeah. That place now that place is kind of a dump. You guys ever been to Soldier Field? No, never have. Nope. Um, I was there actually not for a, not for a 
American football game before a football game. Yeah. Liverpool versus Olympiacos. Oh, you know what I've heard? Saw Steven U.S. Gerrard. Bank Stadium's a dump because the concourses aren't big enough to hold a, a, a sellout crowd. Yeah. In there fact, aren't enough bathrooms yeah, there. When we, and we, in fact, we have people here that went to the, the first. Talent yeah, concert, it was right? the first ever uh, of event. anything in event. U.S. Bank Stadium. First ever event. It was Metallica at U.S. Bank Stadium, and our my our boss, Nelson and mine's boss, Randy, said it was a dump, that it was very poorly planned, executed, and it was uh, just not the greatest when it comes to kills the birds. structure. And yeah, and then if you want to, you know, get on the side of PETA, it kills <laughs> birds at literally a breakneck speed. <laughs> Many birds are slamming face first into Boom. that glass, <laughs> breaking their neck and dying. But Lambeau Field, boys, I've been to I haven't been to a lot of stadiums, but I've been to a good amount of stadiums. Yeah. Lambeau Field is when you walk up the steps of Lambeau and you look at it, and just when you're coming into Green Bay and you see like the scoreboard and you see the G, it's like I get chills. Yeah. Maybe because I'm a Packers fan, but when I you feel the history when you walk up the steps to Lambeau Field. That that's like uh, I'd same with Wrigley. I'm, it's not special in any way, shape, or form in terms of the amenities or anything like that. It's a dump, but, but it's you special. walk you walk in there, and it's it's awesome. Like, yeah, you can feel it. Like the history. I'll I'll go to a game at Wrigley and. It doesn't have to be a Brewer Cubs game. I can just go to a game there, have a good time because of the stadium aesthetic. You know, you're sitting there. You're, it's you know the bleachers just got redone, but uh, it's still almost the exact same stadium it was mm-hmm. when it opened. And uh, but I mean, still, it's I, I can appreciate the old stadiums. I'd like to get to to to. Uh, Fenway and like yeah, I've been, been to Fenway. Ones. I've been to Fenway and Wrigley. Yeah, I mean, and, well, you can feel the history, can't you, Rowdy? When you walk to the Fenway or Wrigley? Yeah, I mean, they're quite different in my opinion. Okay. Which I mean, well, yeah, they all should be. different. Obviously, they they both have an older feel, mm-hmm. but uh, it's hard to explain it. Yeah, it's like but, when you, when I walk up the steps of Lambeau when I'm going to go in a game, but they or, don't need the modern amenities to be. No. A cool place so to go visit. Adam Thielen out there, the Vikings wide receiver, dissed on Green Bay. Just, here, all right, let's, just one more time here. Nothing better than leaving Lambeau with a victory. There's literally nothing better. Well, so. What's that locker room like compared to what you have at Minnesota now? Yeah. It's, I mean, it's terrible. I mean, and the whole stadium's not nice. Yeah. You know, it's not, there's nothing fashion, fancy about it. Like, there's, it's bleacher seats. Who, ca- who cares if there's bleacher seats? If your workout includes bailing hay and pitching pens, then you'll be comfortable right here. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You know, this morning I'd say our Wisconsin farmers are anything but comfortable with these overnight lows that are pushing us back towards freezing. It's uh, kind of dependent on what you're growing and when you planted. For some of that early planted corn and soybeans, those plants will be at risk. And let's not forget about the damage that can be done to our hay fields, our fruit trees, and even our cranberries. We're talking about that with John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson. He's going to be our live guest before we wrap it up on a Tuesday. I'm PM Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Tuesday. So it's the 11th day of May. This one caught my attention. On this day back in 1931, the Janesville police nabbed a prohibition violator. 
His name was Clifford Kahn. He was from up by Crandon, and they caught him in Janesville with 90 gallons of moonshine in his car. It was the largest single seizure of illegal alcohol by local law enforcement to date. Because they caught him, Kahn was fined $700, which, think about that, back in 1931, huge money. $700 fine and sentenced to two months in jail. That was back in 1931. On this day in 1955, the Milwaukee Hawks went to St. Louis, financially strapped Milwaukee Hawks sent by the NBA to St. Louis. The Hawks stayed in St. Louis until 1968, then moved to Atlanta. Sometimes we forget about our sports history in that area, but now you know. Well, we want you to know, Wisconsin State Fair is on for 2021, and plans are moving forward full speed for a pretty normal-looking state fair. At least that's what we're hearing right now. New farm assistant Aaron Zimmerman's been doing some work on that. Now that we know that Wisconsin State Fair is a go for this summer, the big question on everybody's minds is what the agriculture and livestock portions of State Fair will really look like. I was able to chat with Sherry Black, Chief Programs Officer for the Wisconsin State Fair, and although she didn't have many concrete details, she said that the State Fair is hopeful that everything will be as close to normal as possible. Well, it is our hope that we will be able to be functioning as a typical fair that we've had in the past. Unfortunately, it's a little bit early to tell what type of um, requirements we'll have in place, of course. It is um, our plan to follow any of the health guidelines that are in place at the time of our fair. So it's just kind of right now we're waiting to see what those are. Um, And we are a state-run facility, so we do plan to follow what those state guidelines are as far as our building. And we we just really have to wait and see. Things are, are changing so rapidly, but as you know, it's looking very positive. Our numbers have really um, gone well as far as the pandemic, and we're very hopeful that we'll be able to operate as usual. She also shared with me that the survey sent out by Wisconsin State Fair to potential exhibitors and participants came back with very positive feedback. So the survey was very positive. 88% of the respondents said that they would be comfortable attending a large event now or in the near future. 78% of respondents said that they will attend the 2021 Wisconsin State Fair, and an additional 17% are considering attending. So those numbers are very positive, of course. The survey also showed that cleanliness and sanitization was a top concern of potential participants of the fair. Approximately 80% of respondents think think that it is important to have increased sanitization efforts. And this is something that we were working on all throughout um, this time, making sure that our OS1 janitorial benchmarks have been met so that we could become a GBAC star rated facility. Um, We received that accreditation a few months ago, and that was really important prior to opening the fair park back up again and welcoming our guests back that attend many of our non-fair events. And that's been going really well. We're obviously um, taking into account what our survey said and that people just really want to make sure that things are sanitized and clean when they come to visit us. And as far as the livestock show and agriculture event schedule, things are looking to be very similar. We have been um, able to keep those show schedules very similar to what we have done in the past, so there are not many changes with that at this time. 
And of course, once we get closer, we will publish all those details. So if you're interested in exhibiting livestock, participating in the many agriculture events, or just attending the fair in general, be sure to stay tuned for more updates as we get closer to the fair. For Midwest Farm Report, I'm Aaron Zimmerman. Whether it's a lot or a little, we need your rainfall reports. The Rural Mutual Rainfall Report is on. Text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from because every month we'll pick a winner for a digital weather station courtesy Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. Text those rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM farm. So despite concerns about these cool overnight temperatures, farmers are continuing to plant. The Wisconsin Ag Statistical Service said as of Sunday across the state, 49% of our corn was in the ground. That's still ahead of our five-year average. Now of the corn that was planted, 5% of it is already out of the ground. And that's the kind of development that we have to keep an eye on when it comes to these overnight lows. 34% of our soybeans were planted as of Sunday, and there were some reports that those soybeans were emerging in southern Wisconsin as well, so they would be at risk with this uh, cooler overnight lows. 82% of our oats in the ground, that's five days ahead of last year, 12 days ahead of our five-year average. 48% of the oats have already emerged, and 70% of that crop already rated good to excellent by growers. 77% of our potatoes are in the ground, and that's ahead of schedule. 88% of our winter wheat is called good to excellent. That's a two percentage point increase in confidence in one week's time. Pasture condition, 62% good to excellent. All hay rated 72% good to excellent. But again, that's a story that's going to continue to unfold depending on these overnight lows that we're talking about this week. I'm sure that's going to be top of mind when we talk with John Heinberg here in just a moment. In overnight electronic trade this morning, markets are lower. We had a soft day yesterday, and it looks like we're off to a bit of a soft start this morning. July corn is down four right now at 707. December corn down a nickel at 604. July soybeans right now are two cents higher at 1590. November beans are down three at 1411. July wheat, that's down a half right now at 730 a bushel. Yesterday in Chicago, barrel cheese dropped three and a quarter cents to one sixty nine and a half. Forty pound block cheese was up two at one seventy six and three quarters. Double A butter up a penny and a quarter at one seventy eight and a quarter. Right now, June milk is up fifteen cents at eighteen ninety seven. July milk closed up a penny at nineteen twenty, and August milk closed up four cents at nineteen thirty six a hundredweight. Here's something I'm sure will get some conversational attention. Impossible Foods has secured child nutrition labels. That means they've got a clear path to entering the K-12 market this fall. Child nutrition labels are voluntary food crediting statements authorized by the Department of Agriculture. The label makes it easier for schools that are part of the federal child nutrition programs to figure out what particular food contributes to federal meal pattern requirements. Now, the child nutrition labels on their product means Impossible Foods is going to kick off a K-12 pilot program this month with school districts across the United States. Some of the schools are using the product in dishes ranging from Impossible Street Tacos to Impossible Frito Pie 
to spaghetti with impossible meat sauce. School district pilot participants also are asking their kids on uh, what they think after they've uh, tried some of these impossible meals. And according to the vice president of communications at Impossible Foods, they believe that their launch is just the beginning of Impossible Foods and the next crucial generation. Now, remember, Impossible Foods is an example of a plant-based product that imitates meat. So that's uh, one kind of developing story we're going to have to keep an eye on. Speaking of developing stories, we have a World Ag Supply Demand Report that's coming out tomorrow. What's the market focused on today? John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend, joins us live next. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home? Receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses, I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. You're well aware of these gigantic mortgage companies that make it seem as though they can do everything for you rather quickly, when in fact, you end up in a call center where everything is cumbersome and expensive. Learn about our local process at educatedmortgage.com. Educated Mortgage, the smartest way home. Call Dan, the Mortgage Man. NMLS number 222652. Exterior. Now that's impressive. The roofing, gutter, siding, and window team transform the look of your home. Superior service without compromising. Online at prairieexteriors.com. Prairie Farm goddess, agricultural princess, queen of all that moves. Nah, let's stick with farm babe. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Young. Stick with a jacket, at least for the front part of today. That weather's got to be a conversation piece for traders in front of tomorrow's World Ag Supply Demand Report. Joining us this morning, John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing out of West Bend. Let's go right to that, John, because obviously weather's on the minds of all of us here in Wisconsin. I've got to believe that the trade's paying attention to weather somewhere. 
Oh, definitely. And obviously, you know, we had a pretty big hit in the grain markets yesterday, and that came from uh, some unsuspected or, I mean, it was forecast of rainfall coverage across the Corn Belt, and it actually came in a little bit better than anticipated in some regions, and maybe even got a little bit in some of the North Dakota, North Dakota area, where we've been dealing with the dryness, and that sent spring wheat tumbling almost 40 cents yesterday and pulled the entire grain market down. You know, we're off on a great start in the planting pace. We saw those numbers yesterday with corn at 67% planted. Soybeans at 42, both of them well or above the five-year averages, at least in the Western Corn Belt. And then we got a little rain over the weekend, and the market kind of reacted to that yesterday. So that's going to be the big focus going forward. Maybe we're starting to see some of the forecast models be a little more friendly in terms of producing grain this year. And uh, obviously, that's going to be a big factor uh, with this market as volatile as things are going to be. What's Brazil look like these days? Still seeing a lot of issues there, and that's going to be probably one of the bigger things we watch in that USDA report today. What happens with some of those projection estimates? You know, we're still talking about 60% of that second crop corn is dealing with some form of dryness. There's a little bit of shower activity in the forecast here for the middle of the week this week, but then after that, things continue to stay in that hot, dry trend. We're starting to see some cuts already happen from some of the analysts down there. I know a group yesterday took 8 million metric tons off their projections from April. uh, into this month. So that's telling you that's what's going to be a big factor. And we're starting to see that a little bit in the export trade as China's picked up, you know, basically 90 million bushels of new crop corn here ready for this fall's delivery uh, of the crop that we're still putting in the ground. Wow, that's aggressive. Now let's uh, pivot a little bit if we're, because obviously we're waiting on World Ag Supply Demand Report and talk about livestock because that's been in the news a lot lately. Uh, people starting to notice tighter or higher beef prices, a lot of conversation about what's going on with chicken. What have you been hearing? Yeah, it's been actually a pretty interesting trend as we look at the three major meats, pork, beef, and poultry, and, or, and mainly chicken within there. But both poultry and beef has basically been shooting to multi-year highs in terms of the, the retail value of the product, basically on this, the tightness of supply that's out there. we got aggressive demand on the international front as well as domestically. You know, as things have been reopening, we're just seeing that aggression step into the market. And we've been unable to kind of meet the supply. So we've, you know, Obviously, choice beef carcasses really run higher. We're still waiting for that market to maybe finally get a bid. But then the poultry side, which is you know a quick substitute meat in, has actually been dealing with its own issues on supply shortages. You go to the fast food chains, you see obviously the chicken sandwich craze that's out there, and, and that's put a lot of strain on things. And then Tyson Foods yesterday kind of hit on it a little bit when they did their quarterly earnings call. Uh, they basically are saying that they're actually purchasing you know poultry or meat products from other companies to kind of fill their needs. Uh, one of the things that happened there in their breeding scheme, they had actually had a quote-unquote bad breeding decision, uh, found some infertility uh, came through on their hatches, and that was really tightened their production. So it's going to be something going forward as we got this competition for meat. And believe it or not, of the three, the pork pro- mar- product market is probably the one that's lagging the most, and maybe it's due for another run itself. Well, and we're just getting into the grilling season. You've got to believe all three are going to see increased uh, pressure. 
I agree. You know, and if the weather stays fairly friendly, like I said, we're seeing some of these models right now starting to warm up the temperatures a little bit here. And I think that'll hit be a big factor as we start getting into the summer months. And then we just start to look at the supply side of the equation. Obviously, we got six, seven dollar corn out there. That's going to make it very, very difficult for producers and, and these, you know, and these species to make, you know, to make a profit on things. So that's going to cut back on the supply side of the equation even more for more so. I really look forward to the third and fourth quarter in terms of some of the volatility that we could see in these livestock prices. Well, and consumers better get ready for it, too, because it's not like we can just snap our our fingers and get more cattle, more hogs. Chicken responds a little quicker, but I mean, it takes time for all of these chains to respond. Exactly. And, and, you know, that's something we're already starting to see in terms of the retail sector. And, you know, we're looking at the retail prices for meats uh, moving steadily higher. And again, the consumer will start seeing that, you know, some of the specials that we saw over the last six, seven months are going to probably disappear. And everybody's going to see that in their consumer dollar. You know, it's going to start impacting the economy in that regard. You know, I, I know they've been in terms of the government and the Fed has been saying inflation's under control, things of that nature. Uh, but you just can't look at prices that are out there and say that we don't have some form of inflation that and that may even get even a little worse obviously as we go forward so now back to the grain in front of the world ag supply demand report tomorrow what's my positioning supposed to be like john i mean we're doing a good job of getting it in the ground uh do we think that uh those new crop prices are going to crater at all with all this progress that's going to be a big concern. First off, with the numbers, we just don't know what we're going to see tomorrow. I mean, obviously, we're expecting the corn supply and bean supplies to tighten up on the old crop due to the demand. You know, that's going to keep some support there. The cash market tells me what's going on, at least with the old crop supplies and the strength in the cash market. We're going to get our first look at 2021-22. That'll be reflecting those acre numbers from March. So that's going to keep the supply side. You know, corn about 1.3, 1.4 billion bushels of projected carryover is not a lot of corn bushels. Uh, to, to go into a marketing year with, and soybeans about 140 or less on the carryout side. So that's going to keep the market pretty well supported. Still keeping weather is going to be the major factor. You know, even though we're seeing some uh, forecasts moderate, uh, you know, we still got to nail this crop in order, in order to get the supplies back globally. So with that, you know, I had some producers pulling the trigger yesterday as we kind of failed on some new crop prices. Let's say, hey, let's get some things moving here in case this market wants to flatten out for a little bit. But then you still just keep that outside money over top this market longer term just in case the weather market kicks back in but right now you got good value that you need to start protecting how can they get in touch with you again john like i said whenever we're coming up on these big reports i just there's so many tools that you can use but they're so complicated if you try to go it alone yeah, I'd love to talk with them anytime. Feel free to give me a call, 800-334-9779. Shoot me an email at johnh at totalfarmmarketing.com. And again, don't forget about our website. A lot of information there as well as my bio. And you can take a look at our information and reach out and shoot me an email. All right, man. We'll catch up with you next Tuesday and uh, see what we're dealing with. It could be weather. It could be more follow through on tomorrow's report. We'll catch up with you next week, John. I appreciate it. Sounds great. Have a good week. All right, John Heinberg, joining us live this morning with your heads up on what the trade's talking about as far as uh, not just the planting progress report, but getting positioned for that World Ag Supply Demand report tomorrow that I have a feeling is going to hold all kinds of surprises in many different ways. We'll wait and see, and of course, we'll keep you posted on that. Want to listen to John's comments again? I'm going to get those up for you in just a moment here. Go to MidwestFarmReport.com. On the top tabs, just under Madison, you'll be able to find my podcast right there. We post them every day as quick as we can. Have a good Tuesday. We'll catch you tomorrow. This is the Midwest.